Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com, the only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Dana Workman from Haunted Highway on Sci-Fi, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Boom. This is Bill Murphy of Sci-Fi Channel's Fact or Fake Paranormal Files, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hey everybody, this is Rex Williams, the medic from Destination Truth, and you're listening to the ghost host, Sophia, on LiveParanormal.com. This is True TV's haunting evidence investigator, Patrick Burns. And ghost huntress author, Marley Gibson. And you're You're listening listening to to ghost host, host, Sophia Temporelli. And Michael Perry. And we're here... Hello, we're here at the Ghost Host with Sophia Temporelli and Weekly 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 at LiveParanormal.com <laughs> This is Stefan Brigatti from Pacific Coast Paranormal and you're listening to the Ghost Host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com She rocks This is Christopher Sanders with My Ghost Story on Biography. You are listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. Hi, this is Professor Lloyd Auerbach, parapsychologist, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with Sophia Tipparelli on LiveParanormal.com. This is author Alexandra Holzer, and you're listening to ghost host Sophia Temporelli. Hi, this is Jeff Belanger, host of 30 Odd Minutes, founder of GhostVillage.com, and author of lots of your favorite paranormal books, and you're listening to the ghost host Sophia on LiveParanormal.com. Boo! This is Nick Groff, executive producer of Ghost Adventures, the original documentary in Ghost Adventures, season 1 through 10, and executive producer of Ghost Stalkers, author of Chasing Spirits, the building of the Ghost Adventures crew, and founder of NickGroffTours.com. You are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Tune in. Hey, this is Zach Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. This is April, the psychic housewife in New Jersey, featured on the travel channels, The Holes of Files. I just wanted to wish my very dear friend, Sophia Temporelli, a very happy 11-year anniversary right here on Live Paranormal. Congratulations, Sophia. I love you, and I'm so proud of you. That's right. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Pembrelli on Live Paranormal. 
And congratulations, yes, Sophia, on celebrating 11 years of broadcasting here on LiveParanormal.com and GhostHunting.com. So you can now listen on GhostHunting.com, too, as well. Thank you, Rob Sarek, the site founder, for providing this format each and every week. And as well, you guys, uh, feel free to call into the show, 347-202-0316. That's 347-202-0316. As well, I'll be posting links uh, to our guest in the chat room, too, as well, throughout the show. So feel free to jump into the LiveParanormal.com chat room. It only takes a second to get yourself an avatar and you're part of the LP family. Today, we welcome Weird New Jersey Magazine contributing writer, paranormal investigator, photographer, and an explorer, Jim Paris. Everyone visit uh, weirdnewjersey.com, so it's weirdnj.com, and also on Facebook, Jim Paris. Upcoming next weekend, we have middle-aged and creeped-out podcast hosts Todd, Sean, and Nate. They'll be on uh, the 20th next Saturday. Psychic remote viewer and author Rick Wade returns to the program on the 27th. And also feel free to call in with readings too as well. He's great with that on air and uh, uh, amazes a lot of people that call in uh, for their readings. Also televised psychic housewife of New Jersey. You heard her voice there in the intro. Intuitive April will be on the program on September 10th. We have other people securing their guest spots too. So like the ghost host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time. Check out the membership packages on LiveParanormal and GhostHunting.com. They start as low as $2.99 a month, and Rob, he's great at rewarding the audience here. So a lot of autographed books by some of your favorite paranormal authors, all for the memberships uh, here on uh, LP. Also support the vendors here. And tonight on Live Paranormal, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern, Beyond the Screen and Ghost Light Radio, as well as monthly Mondays right here, Chip Coffee of A&E's Paranormal State, Psychic Kids, and Kindred Spirits. He's right here on this very network, as well as Ben Hansen, Amy Goodwin, David M. Roundtree, Stefan Brigatti, Andy and Michelle Coppock, Ken Gearhart, and many more right here on this very network. Archive shows, if you miss anything, they're available as free MP4 iTunes downloads on the homepage of LiveParanormal.com. And Sophia, congratulations on celebrating 11 years here on Live Paranormal. Thank you. I can't believe it's been 11 years. You're doing a fantastic job. You've helped a lot of people through the years. And uh, you got all these pages. you got the Twitter, the Instagram, all these different things. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter at Sophia Temporelli. It's one L and Instagram, just at Sophia Temporelli. Yeah, we cursed you with a long name. So just drop one of the L's and you can pretty much find her everywhere. And Sophia, tell us about your guest. Today we welcome Weird New Jersey contributing writer, paranormal investigator, graveyard photographer, and explorer, Jim Paris. Everyone visit weirdnewjersey.com, Facebook, Jim Paris. Let's welcome him into the show. Okay, a little muted. Hello, I'm here. Trying to unmute. Jim, hey, we got you. Thanks for coming on today. Okay, yeah, thanks. It's cool. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on today. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's really cool. I, this uh, surprised me. I didn't even know this, this happened, but I'm I'm glad it does. Oh, cool. For sure. Um, so to start off, Jim, can you tell us, you know, what kind of initially sparked your interest in the paranormal and, you know, just all things unknown? Yeah, um, you know, I had paranormal experiences when I was a child, and um, I the, the Weird New Jersey magazine had been out for about five or six years, and okay. someone told me about, hey, you're into this stuff. Why don't you start looking at it? And um, I started, you know, seeing what they were photographing, and I 
sent started sending um material in and they loved it and they're like you're really good at this mm-hmm. and so i started to focus on uh graveyards and i realized you know as i was researching graveyards you know um a lot of the gravestones were designed to be art and you know no one was paying any attention to it and so i started to photograph them and try and turn them into artwork and um and I did that for a long time, for a couple of years, and then I noticed people were more interested in uh, abandoned buildings. You know, they were really like mm-hmm. urban exploring here in New Jersey. So I started getting into that, and I I just was doing still photos of them at first, and then it occurred to me I could show people what it's like when I'm walking in the buildings. So I started to film myself as I walked through the buildings, and when I would go back to review the film. I noticed I was capturing voices on there and I, I just couldn't believe it. I'm like, where are these voices? What is this? And I, I eventually figured out they were EVPs and I was capturing them in uh, broad daylight. I wasn't walking around at night. I wasn't looking for them. They were just showing up in these abandoned places. And um, I was able yeah. to capture them. Yeah. Pretty, pretty frequently, you know, I, mm-hmm. something about empty buildings. If no one has been in the building in a long time and you're the first person in there, you seem to capture a lot of activity. You know, that's what my experience is. So it's kind of good to be the first person in there. Or if the building is in the process of being torn down, you'll get a mm-hmm. lot of activity, even in broad daylight. For sure. I mean, I've had a few guests on in the past that have said similar things, you know, when, a building sat vacant for so many years, there's so much more activity because these spirits are, you know, either trying to communicate with people and never getting heard or, you know, just kind of never having to worry about people interrogating them. So there's so much more activity for, I feel like, so much unknown reasons when um, a building just sits there for untouched for years. Yeah, I had, um, we had um, a factory near my home it was Congolian. They made um, tiles for floors. And um, it was a mm-hmm. huge factory, and they'd gone out of business. And they were in the process of tearing the building down. And um, I said, I want to get inside that building before it's gone. And uh, I just drove up to it one day and noticed that, you know, urban explorers had already broke their way in and were spray painting the place. And I said, oh, I could just walk right in it now. And so I did, and I just walked around and filmed about a half hour and I, I came back and literally just ghost voices everywhere all over the video you know it's just an insane over, over 30 EVPs including my name being called like six times while I was in there and voices that I didn't hear beckoning me to come upstairs to this room you know it was really crazy yeah I mean it's just amazing the type of stuff you can capture even when you're you know not actively setting down and doing a full investigation with all the gear I mean you can really capture so much amazing evidence just by you know kind of walking around and seeing what you get yeah you you really don't need a lot of gear I tell people all you need is a video camera that records walk around and you don't need to walk around in the dark or anything you just you know it it happens you can try and provoke provoke it, but it, it might work, it might not work. But um, it seems to be like one of my things that if you're a little scared, you're a little spooked when you're in there, it seems you seem to get more evidence. 
you know, then if you're in a seasoned investigator who isn't as scared, but, um, and also, you know, if you're, I've also noticed that if you're sad and if someone has died mm-hmm. recently, if you have those feelings, you're sort of sad about someone passing away, that really increases the amount of ghost activity that um, you experience. Definitely. Would that be the St. Nicholas Breaker factory, by the way? Um, no, that was the Congolian factory. That um, that, that uh, That's just... Um, I, I put up um, that one. The St. Nicholas was interesting because uh, the, that, mm-hmm. that has been torn down, but the Congolium also has been torn down. And I got in some interesting voices in that. But I was just worried about the St. Nicholas breakup. But even though it, it, I was worried about going higher in that building because it seemed un, um, unsturdy, but it was actually very sturdy. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible, too, just how, I mean, a lot of, buildings that people urban explore are you know pretty unsafe but there's so many too that you know just the way that they were built and made has standed up over time and it's you know just really goes to show how good engineering was back then you know they really put the work into it and they can still withstand many years of not even being upkept yeah and, and the building doesn't have to be big or small for ghost activity a little house can have more activity than a big, you know, structure. You know, mm-hmm. I've been trying to get into it. Um, we have a Trenton psychiatric uh, near us, near my home, and it has it's it goes back to the early 1800s. And um, they have about six giant buildings that are just vacant. And I, uh, the last, the director of it wouldn't let me in even though the previous director had let lots of people in. But I've been thinking about, I wonder if they've got a new director, and they probably do, about, you know, letting me in. It, it's a really crazy, it's an old Victorian uh, mental mm-hmm. asylum that is still up and running here in New Jersey. Oh, so At it's least, still running, too. Yeah, yeah, it's still running. And um, it, it's it's like Shutter Island. If you ever saw the movie Shutter Island, uh, where you – you walk around the grounds and there's mental patients walking around on like Shutter Island. Trenton Psychiatric is just like that. It's really spooky. Yeah, that's amazing that, you know, it's still up and running. So many of those, you know, old psychiatric hospitals have closed down, especially because, you know, back in the Victorian times, they weren't taking great care of their patients. So at a certain point, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to close them and open something new that's better. Yeah, the Trenton Psychiatric, um, I mean, it's still running. They have new buildings up, but uh, a big part mm-hmm. of their old buildings are, are not functioning. So it has both. It has the old Victorian uh, buildings, you know, large um, dormitories where they um, you know, kept patients in mass, you know, a lot of people. Those are, are closed mm-hmm. up, but there's other buildings that are also um, newer buildings. They've, they've remained on site. But they just have a lot of abandoned buildings around the place. It's really neat. They have uh, one, something sure, called sure. An, the Ancline Building where they keep the criminally mm-hmm. insane. Where, where we call it, that's where they keep Hannibal Lecter. And it's definitely, and mm-hmm. I've been inside there, and it is it is straight out of Silence of the Lambs when you walk in there. And you, you don't get past the the entrance, you know, unless you have permission. 
but it's definitely it, it's you know right at sinus of the lands. Yeah, and that makes me think of uh, the recent episode of Stranger Things when they went to um, go interview uh, Victor Creel. Yeah, I was watching uh, yeah the, the history of that. And that's pretty interesting about the the place that uh, that it's based on. A lot of crazy stuff happened in terms mm-hmm. of mental health and, and mental experiments, you know, buildings. Um, when I started Weird Nutrition, we had there were a lot of um, abandoned mental asylums, and I don't think there's any left in the state right now. They've all been torn down. Even in Philadelphia, there yeah. are a few, and I, I think they've all been torn down too. Yeah, and like I get why they tear them down, but it, I mean it's also you know there's so much history you would think. You know, a few of them maybe would be turned into some sort of like a memorial or something or museum just with all the history that they have. And, yeah, like, you know, I know with – oh, go ahead. Now, um, I was going to point out, um, there's a real dark history. Um, I had a friend who um, – there was a one in Marlboro, Marlboro Psychiatric Hospital, which has been torn down. But before they tore it down, there was also a, an active uh, rehab in there, and he was in the rehab. And at night, he would walk around the abandoned mental asylum, and he went down into the basement, and he actually found, uh, like, uh, chains on the walls where they would actually chain people to the wall, you know, and chains and cuffs and stuff. And he's like, they were chaining people to the wall in here. It was just really crazy. Yeah, I mean, the mistreatment of people during those times is, I mean, really astonishing. I mean, just the things that they felt would help people who were mentally ill. It's like, I don't know what any of that would do with helping people like lobotomies. Like none of that makes any sense. Yeah. But they didn't have any, it wasn't up until the 1990s, even the late 1990s that they had good uh, mental health uh, medications that actually started to work up until then. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, it, so it was a long, dark history. For sure. And I know in psychiatric hospitals like that, I'm sure you get lots of intelligent responses. But um, what it sounded like from the first um, factory you were talking about, you also got some intelligent responses. But what is kind of the consensus when you are urban exploring and investigating abandoned factories and stuff? Are you getting largely intelligent responses or are there also a lot of residual? Um. Yeah, it's hard to say because you know they say the the voices you re, um, you pick up don't connect to anything you're doing or saying. You know, it's kind of like they're mm-hmm. just you're picking up bits of a conversation. It's hard to say what they are, and um, you know, um, one of the things that, that a lot of ghost hunters don't talk about is that they use the um the um electromagnetic sensors that uh, electricians use. The and when they get a spike, they say, oh, but um. The electromagnetic spectrum of, of um, energies is wide and has there's type of energies there that people know nothing about. They haven't studied them at all. They just they, it's kind of lumped in together. You know, there's a whole range of different types of energies that fall under the electromagnetic spectrum. But you know, I would like to see an investigator or someone to really try and break it down to something a specific. Mm-hmm type of electromagnetic energy 
but no one seems to be doing that. They seem to just stay on the surface, you know, and like, I'm like, go a little deeper, you know, it, you know, these things break off into branches, you know, look in that way. For sure. Yeah. I, I just think it's interesting, you know, with places like that, I mean, obviously factories weren't up to code either back in the day. So there were deaths, these actual, you know, workplaces too. So to know whether it's an intelligent person that died there and is just still there, or if it's just so much energy from the same action happening day after day, I think is really interesting with places like that. Yeah. Like in, in the Congolian factory, I got a lot of women's voices, women, like a woman calling my name. And, and it's like, you know, this wasn't a woman's place here. This was a men's factory. Why is this mm-hmm. woman calling my name? You know, it's really strange. It's interesting. Do you know what the history of the land was before the factory was up? Uh, I think it was a factory for a long, long time. I, I think it was just, you know, the Congolian is uh, really uh, Trenton-based. I think that factory is probably there for well over 100 years. And before that, it was probably just woods. You yeah, know, it's so that's definitely yeah. odd to get that response. Yeah, I got I got more women's voices out of that Congolian than I did men's voices, you know, and that was a men's factory, you know, the men work there. Maybe I saw a few women in the office, but it was a few women that were on the, the, the floor of the the factory. So... Um, when you go out urban exploring, too, I know that they're, you know, we were saying some of these places aren't exactly stable. Some of them are, but also you don't know what you're going to encounter when you walk into them. What advice would you give to someone who is wanting to start urban exploring but doesn't really know how to safely begin? Um, one of the things that I've learned is that um, basements can be filled with water, you know, and you, and you should look at the basement first. Just open the door and look down mm-hmm. into the basement. I, I've actually walked inside old houses, opened the basement door, and found water right there at the top of the stairs. So there was six feet of water in the basement. And I, I, and I was really nervous walking on the floors because, you know, if you could go right through them. So, um, yeah. I didn't go right through them, but I, one of the things that I've learned is that um. If you're in an old building and you're worried about the floors, you don't almost immediately go straight through the floor. You will first get a sinking feeling. You will start sinking. Mm-hmm. It's not quick. It's like quicksand. And if you feel yourself sinking, you know, step back and stay close to the walls because close to the wall seems to be the most sturdy place. You know, you know, any anything could happen in them with any building. You you, you really can't say. But um, that's one of my things. If you walk on the floor and you start to feel yourself sink as close to the wall as you can, stay there and pr- try to stay away from that room. Usually in the center of the floor is where it's going to sink. Um, and one thing that I always do is I always look um, – when I when I come to a building, is I, I'm, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is plan my you know escape. If I have to get out of that building for whatever reason, what's the quickest way out? You know, and I always, you know, make sure there's a door that's open or something I can get out in case there's danger. You might run into a wild animal or a bear inside a building and you need to get out. And so you want to know where your escape is. Always keep that in mind. 
Absolutely. I mean, I never even thought about, you know, the flooring in with basements being flooded. I mean, it makes complete sense, though. Um, you don't really want to fall into six feet of water that's been there God knows how long. So yeah. it's definitely not something you want to do. Yeah, I, 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 I've seen some really crazy houses, you know. And, um, yeah, I've walked in and found, like, no floors. Like, well, there's, there's no floor in this house. I guess I won't be going far. You, you never know. Everything is different. You never know what the state of a house is. Like, I live in New Jersey, and mm-hmm. um, if you leave a house alone here, we have a very humid environment, and uh, we're very rainy. We get a lot of rain. And we flood a lot. We flood, you know, to the point where traffic snarls for a long time. And so um, abandoned structures don't last long unless they're really well made. The, the um, older structures are, are more standing, but you, even newer ones, they they can fall down pretty quick on you. So, you know, here it's just, you know, each state is probably different because of their environment, how sturdy things can be. But in New Jersey, you got to be careful because, yes, we're so humid here, and we have really cold winters, and it really can tear a house apart. So you have to be a little extra careful. What would you say is the coolest house that you've come across? I mean, I've seen so many, you know, just like on TikTok and Facebook Reels, so many abandoned mansions. I mean, I'm sure you've found some pretty amazing places. Yeah, the, one of the places was called the um, McNeil Mansion, and it's still standing, mm-hmm. I believe, in uh, Burlington City. It's a little off the road, and um, it's still standing. It's still there. He was a uh, the Mr. McNeil um, was a pipe uh, builder, and he, he actually had his factory on site with his mansion. And so, you know, the factory and the mansion were all one thing. And it, it's just a crazy mansion, and it just goes up, you know, multiple floors, and it goes down multiple floors. And he really, really wasn't um, – he didn't build the mansion. He, he built the mansion the same way he built his factory. If you build them tough, they last, you know. He didn't build them mm-hmm. in some elegant way. He, he just designed it himself the same way he builds his factories. And it's still standing, and that's actually where I caught my first ghost EVP there. You know, I was just like, I just, I have to see the McNeil Mansion. But we have another mansion called the Blairsden Mansion, which is, I've been Mm -hmm. to it, and I haven't been inside it. It's gone through stages of being um, abandoned, and then bought, and then sold, and then abandoned. And when I came to it, it it had just become abandoned because nuns were living in it for a long time. And they could no longer afford to live there, and it was vacant for a long time. And that was grand mansion. That was straight out of a, you know, a Hollywood movie mansion. You can look it up, the Blairsden Mansion. It, it's since been bought, and I think people have moved in. But I, I don't, uh, I don't know. If people are currently living there. Yeah, I mean, it's just amazing how many places become abandoned like that. You know, just throughout the years. It, I mean, it's it's crazy. Uh, what places have you heard about online that you would love to check out, um, you know, abandoned mansion or factory-wise or anything? Uh, I've been watching um, these, these people called Sam and Jesse explore. They're a British couple, and um, 
I, I just watch. I don't know what the names of these places. They give the places their own names because they don't want people showing up. But I just watch mm-hmm. their um, urban exploring. They're really polite people, and if they get caught, they're really polite. And I'm sorry, I came in here. You know, they're really nice uh, couple that go urban exploring, and they go to some amazing places. You know, just in, around England, and they go to Spain and France, and and it. Mm-hmm. Where'd you find that place at? You know, I guess there's a, a sort of a group that tells each other about these places. But Sam and Jesse explore that they're doing inter. They don't look for ghosts so much. They just like to explore mm-hmm. and look at you know the, the what was left behind by the people, and they find some really crazy stuff. But I mean, if if I had my choice, I would say I would love to go to the Blairfin Mansion and look for ghosts. If no one has done it yet, you know. When I when I first started doing Weird New Jersey, I went to the building and I walked mm-hmm. around outside the building, but I was too scared to try and get inside. I was I wasn't brave enough at that time. Now now I probably would if I knew it was abandoned. But back then I was like, no oh, no, I don't want to try and do this, you know. But now I would probably try and a big mansion. Here's here's one of the secrets about the big mansions. They have mm-hmm. a lot of doors. There's a lot of ways into big mansions, you know, and even though people try and lock some of them, they always leave one open because there's just too many of them. Yeah, but I would say Blair's, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would give, you know, anything to go really explore Blair's Den. Yeah. I mean, the mansions, they're just, there's so many rooms in a lot of them. And, and when you're urban exploring, I mean, so many people I've seen online leave, you know, I've seen houses where there's still food on the table. It's like they just left one day and decided they didn't want to come back. What has been, like, the most amazing thing you found in one of these abandoned locations? Uh, interesting. I found, like, old murals on walls, you know, like uh, just, like, forgotten murals. And I, I found um, old staircases, just the architects and then the carving gone into them. We have – um. Uh, there was a there's a church near me, and this is an interesting story. And um, it's it's now called the Princeton Abbey. And um, for a while it was abandoned, and no one was using the church. And it was an old monastery, and monks lived there. And it, it was a tiny church, and mm-hmm. everything in the church is hand carved by monks, and and there's original religious paintings on the wall. And this thing is straight out of some European church, even though it's a small church. And what's interesting, and that place was it's just amazing right now. What happened is that um, the people that owned it were looking to sell it, you know, because they had no more monks to live in the monastery. And so mm-hmm. they sold it, and they rent offices out, and they didn't know what to do with the church. So a funeral company um, uh took over the church, turned the church into a mausoleum. So you can be buried or have your niche, you know, ashes put in the walls of the church. And it's the only one in oh, the wow. entire United States that is like this. It's one of a kind in the United States. That's, that's a very interesting idea for a funeral company to come up with. Yeah, they said, let's bury people inside the walls of this church. And, and down in the basement, they have uh, crypts, too, and they've turned into crypts, and it's really, 
really amazing place. But for a while, um, nobody was there, and it was empty. And I would, I would, my work was right near it, and um, I knew about it. And I would just walk up to it, and many days I'd just walk inside the church and sit there in awe of this place. I'm like, why is no one aware of this? It was, it was, the place is stunning. Wow. Yeah, it definitely sounds like a horror movie plot at this point, though. <laughs> yeah. <the> funeral home. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, that's yeah. amazing, though, just to find that, and then, you know, just the history and the background and what it's become today is all very crazy, and it's just one of those, you know, weird little nuggets of history and facts that, you know, it's hard to believe, but it's true, like, a funeral home bought this really amazing small church and decided to bury people in its walls, like, yeah, very crazy. Yeah. <laughs> So I know we have to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with more questions. It's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. Uh, yeah, our guest today, uh, Jim Paris, a weird New Jersey magazine contributing writer, paranormal investigator, photographer, and explorer. Everyone visit WeirdNewJersey.com. And for Jim Paris uh, on Facebook and also, too, on TikTok to see the amazing videos, too. Uh, it's the Ghost Host Show with Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Dustin Perry, the Paranormal Rockstar, and you're listening to The Ghost Host with the most, Sophia Temporelli, only on LiveParanormal.com. Hey, this is Rick Hayes, the psychic medium, life consultant, author, and lecturer, and you're listening to The Ghost Host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. Believe. Thank you for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Bagans from Ghost Adventures, and you are listening to the ghost host, Sophia Temporilli, on LiveParanormal.com. Not only am I Dave Schrader, but I'm Dave Schrader of Travel Channel's The Holzer Files, and you're listening to ghost <laughs> host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com. I feel left out. I wanted to throw myself into your mix of, of voiceovers now. I love it. You know, uh, it's almost like we didn't leave break. Yeah, trying to unmute the uh, uh, mics right here. And a little lag in the in the studio here. So, Jim, let me ask you really quickly here. Um, on your TikTok, it's, um, you know, I'm trying to look at it by search. What's the best way to get to the TikTok and look at your evidence? Um, it's, it's the name, I guess. It, I kind of give it a, 
a unique name. And uh, Acladema. Let me see. I got it. Get to it. Acladema. Uh, I, I guess that's how you look it up. You have some great captures on there. I just want people to just navigate right to them. Yeah, and, and I do everything in broad daylight. You know, I don't walk around in the dark. No, just it's just creepy estates and locations that you're going to on there. A K L D A M A three eighty nine Kaladama. Right. Oh, and Sophia, we got you unmuted. Hey Jim, thank you again for coming on today. Yes. So, I mean, I know besides you know all these abandoned buildings, you've also explored some forests too. What? mysterious or crazy things have you found in these forests and have you also captured some paranormal activity while you know out there in the woods yeah i mean you know i i've had you know ghost voices you know you know i've had you know it's funny because I, I sometimes i'm out in the woods by myself and um i go out and i do birding and i i just hear like a, a voice come over my shoulder and like what was that and one time i was with a fellow birder and she heard it too, and she was just like, "What the hell was that?" And it was like a man's voice, you know. And it was literally, just outside um, the forest, on the woods, there was a memorial to someone who had died in a car accident. And we just looked at each other, like, "What did we just hear?" But um, in New Jersey, we have the Jersey Devil, and I don't know mm-hmm. if it's a real thing. You know, you know, I know pretty well all the animals in New Jersey, and people can misidentify things. Uh, but um, the Pine Barrens, we have something called the Pine Barrens in New Jersey. Now, half the state is the the ground turns to sand like you would find on a beach. And um, it's no longer dirt, it's sand. And there's and in the sand grows these pine trees. And, New, and uh, the Pine Barrens is filled with stories of witches and warlocks. And even the story of a guy meeting the devil and, you know, the old Charlie Daniels song mm-hmm. where he's, plays the fiddle with the devil. He duels the devil playing the fiddle. And I actually found his grave of the guy who um, dueled the devil playing the fiddle. And then that's probably one of the wow. more interesting things. Yeah. And, and it's a story, you know, I've always tried to find the, the family saying, do you still have the fiddle? You know? Mm-hmm. It, it's really yeah, interesting. Cause I mean, we, have his, we, we have his name. We know where he lived. And I found, and I figured, okay, he lives around here, and that's his name on the grave, and the dates sort of match. That's probably him. And, you know, and one that's of the things, amazing. you know, I like to do is to, you know, track down these sort of urban myths and find out if there's anything to them. And with this guy that, you know, dueled the devil playing the fiddle, I was actually able to find his name on the grave. It proves he was real. Yeah, I mean, it's it's really amazing just the things you can find while out kind of in the middle of nowhere, too. I mean, there's so much to be discovered left. I mean, everyone thinks, you know, there's all the haunted places that you could possibly go to have been investigated, but there's still so much left to discover or places that people haven't had access to. And it's just amazing what you can find just going out and looking, even if it's not for paranormal stuff. 
Yeah, and in New Jersey, we have, the, like I said, the Pine Barrens, and a lot of the big patches of the Pine Barrens are owned by hunting clubs, and they don't allow anybody on their land, and they use the land just to hunt deer. And, and, and these things go on for miles and miles, and there's parts of these Pine Barrens, people almost are rarely, if ever there. And, you know, you don't know what's back there. It, it, they're really spooky places because I, mm-hmm. I go down there to look for birds and and the, the pine barrens are a bit inhospitable because the insects can be really bad. You could run into bears and coyotes and who knows what else. And um, people just don't go there. Even though you would think in the New Jersey where everyone everything has been overgrown and explored, there's a lot of New Jersey in the pine barrens no one has looked at. Definitely, and I believe you also found some type of a shrine too while in the forest. Yeah, yeah, this this is very interesting. This is in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. It, mm-hmm. It's a park where I do a lot of birding in, and a, a guy told me, you know, there's a weird shrine in the woods, in in a park, and um, he gave me some general directions on where to how to go. And, the, you know, I'm friendly with all the park rangers and the people in charge of the park, and they have no idea who built this. But someone mm-hmm. put a lot of work, went really deep in the woods, and built something. We think that the, the stone part of it was probably an old house, which probably dates back even maybe 1600s. But um, it's like the ruins of an old building. And people have been going back there and using it as a shrine and somebody just built a path to it and it's only by word of mouth we you will find it there's nothing online and even if i showed you like the entrance is still kind of hard to find and it's still a mystery that thing is a complete mystery we don't know who built it we don't know why it's there nobody knows anything about it can you tell what it might be a shrine to? Just like, like, is this like a weird like thing? <laughs> in, um, there seems to be a little bit of an occult to it, maybe a wicking thing, but, but mm-hmm. maybe they've taken over it. It may um, the the area that I grew up in. We have a town called New Hope, which is in Pennsylvania, yeah. but it's just across the river from New Jersey. New Hope has always been a large uh, occult town. They have a witch shop that's mm-hmm. been there for a long, long time, and um, they sell, you know, the, the potions and the ingredients you need for your witch uh, spells. So it's, it, there's a big, a heavy occult scene that has been in my part of New Jersey and Pennsylvania for a very long time. We're talking close to 50 years that I know of. Mm-hmm. So, so who knows, you know, what else is out in the woods where few people go even though we have a large occult presence it's, it's always been there even when i was a kid in high school mm-hmm. we all knew you know people would t- and dabble in occult stuff witchcraft and so forth wiccan because of have the, the town. good yeah have the rangers ever thought about putting up like trail cams or anything to see like what could possibly be going on there uh, I don't know if they, uh, they, they have cr- clamped down on people going off off trail, and I don't know if they do that, mm-hmm. but, 
But um, yeah, who who knows what's going on there? But you know, people go in there at night. You know, there's not no way to stop people from just walking through the woods at night. I I don't know if they've done it. I should ask them. You know, I'm friendly with you know the people who run the park. But I they have every person who's been in charge becomes aware of it. They go, they look at it, and no one has any clue about it. It's just there. It's been there for a long time. Yeah, yeah it's one of the real strange mysteries. Yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. I would wonder what, you know, you would capture with a trail exam, you know, people going there, someone adding to it. You know, someone has to know something more. But I think that's just the interesting thing, you know. Everything starts with, you know, one person when it's these weird buildings and stuff. And someone has to know something about it. But whether or not that's lost the time is another story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it it turns into many things over time. Other people show up and they start doing different things there. And then more people start, mm-hmm. you know, adding to that. So who knows what the original thing was to that place. I think I think the original person is long gone who, who, who did that. And but it's been added to by other people through the years, and it became something else. Definitely, and you know, besides urban exploring, uh, what place, you know, abandoned or not, would you really love to go investigate if you could just, you know, sit there with any equipment and just, you know, fully investigate? Yeah, I mean, I I still have dreams about the Blairstown Mansion because it's just, I mean, I said it before, but. It, it, no one has gone mm-hmm. there. No one has done any investigations there. It, you know, I, you know. I probably first walked up to the place probably over 15 years ago, and I still dream about the place. It just struck me in awe. I've seen photos of the mm-hmm. insides of it, and and they're amazing. The place is amazing. But if I if I had a choice and you were giving me one place, I would say the Blair's Den Mansion. And I think a lot of people in New Jersey would say it, put that right at the top of their list because no one gets in it. No one's ever explored yeah. or done ghost hunts. But we have a place that kind near of feels me like that I could tell you about. The one this location that got away. Yeah. But who knows? You know, always keep your fingers crossed. Maybe somebody will that lives there will say, okay, I'll let somebody in. Maybe he's hearing stuff and seeing stuff, and he wants to get some answers about it. But we have another Definitely. mansion. There was a guy called Ralston, and um, mm-hmm. he tried to create a Victorian um, paradise, sort of a – he tried to start a cult, basically, about natural living in, in the town of uh, Hopewell, New Jersey. And he built this grand mansion, and um, and he tried to build the woods into like um, a paradise type of a a garden of Eden. He was trying to call it. It didn't work. It, he it failed. And Ralston went on to become a dog food company, which is funny. And um, mm-hmm. what's interesting about the mansion is that it's it's been it goes from being bought and sold a lot, you know. People move in, and they stay there a couple of years, and they move right out. And uh, it's actually up for sale right now in Hopo, but they want five million dollars. Uh, it's you know it's really expensive. It's probably not worth five million dollars, but uh, 
It's it's you know it's just another place I'd love to get inside. It just makes you wonder why people move in, and then they move right out. What's going on inside this? Yeah. Place? <laughs> Definitely. It, it has a, it's just. It it, it has oh, a history ahead. of people of people just moving in and then moving out. And they move in, and then they move out. What's going on inside? And this is a beautiful mansion. There's something going on there, you know. You know. Uh-huh. Yeah, it really does. Like I said, I mean, I've seen videos online where it's just like you see these large, clearly expensive mansions where there's still food on the table, and it's like people just left one day and didn't come back, and it's like, you know, I mean, I get there's some very rich people out there, but still, you wouldn't think you would just a house you clearly lived in just absolutely desert it one day and never come back it's just very odd you know you would think you would have something in there that had fundamental value or something and it just makes you wonder why people just completely disappeared from that place and never returned yeah i mean you know, we had a, an interesting case and i, I never got inside the, the house where I, a father had killed his whole family, and it was in Tennyson, New Jersey, and it barely even made the news. And my friend of mine mm-hmm. went inside the house uh, like a year after every the murders. He said there were the mm-hmm. outlines of bodies on the ground, and then the town quickly tore the house down. I was like, oh, man, I should have gone inside there and looked, you know? Jeez. And so you, I've lost quite a few houses that way and just waiting to think about it. And it's funny, they've never built anything on that site either. It's just a vacant lot now. But it just—it was just a strange yeah. little story. It didn't even make headlines. It's just some little story, father murders family. And it's just a tiny little story, and that was it. And it's just what happened there, you know? Yeah, you, you wouldn't think wonder. that would be a little story at all. Yeah, it, it, it should have been a, a big story, but it just it just came and went and disappeared quickly. There's yeah, it a makes lot you wonder of, why they just didn't want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't know. It just yeah, uh, a, it doesn't make sense. Yeah, there's a video it, on it. Uh, my wife showed me in in uh, England where it's Roger Waters from Pink Floyd has this massive mansion and somebody's just going through it with a camera and everything's all set up, the TV's set up and just abandoned, you know, just dust covered everything. Yeah, yeah, we had we had a mansion here and um and actually it was one that I caught ghost voices in it and um uh, uh it was in Lawrenceville and um it was owned by a very rich man, it was an Asian man. And he bought this giant mansion, and he just never moved in. And so the lo- local kids were just partying, using the mansion to party in, because they knew mm-hmm. no one lived there. And to this day, I, I'm pretty sure he still hasn't moved in. He bought it, but he wow. just never moved in. Yeah, Eric Van Leer, uh, yeah. out here on the West Coast, he had- he has one over in Malibu that he went through, and it's just completely abandoned. You can tell people have partied in this place, and it's this massive mansion just abandoned. Um, yeah. yeah, people they, they spent millions and uh, just never moved in. There, there was a there was a guy that for some reason built an entire house out of glass. The entire house was see through, and you can see it on Google Maps, and. I was trying to get to it because it wasn't easy. I found the driveway to it. It was here in New Jersey, mm-hmm. and um, I, I was never able to get to it, you know, 
and um, he tore it down. I think he tore that down, and then he built another one made of glass. I think that one might still be up. It's a total yeah. see-through house. And I, it, it, yeah, it's a really strange house, and it's still there, I think. But some, when I go down, it was is this the driveway was something you could just drive right past and not notice. And uh, I think the, the the second glass house is still up. No one lives in the second one, right? <laughs> What's that? Does anyone live in the second house? I don't know if anybody lives in them, but I know um, a lot of people were going back, and he and, he and then whoever owned the property got set up a tighter and tighter security to, to keep people out, you know. And so I don't know. It's hard to say. You know, he's put up a very serious gate with lots of cameras now, and it's like, yeah, I don't want to take any chances and get arrested going back there. I think a lot of people <laughs> went back there. That's a I, very unusual thing to way to spend your money. <laughs> Just like, yeah, an entire like glass no house privacy at all, and yeah. that would be a nightmare to clean. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I think you you might be able to find if you put a glass house, New Jersey. I think you know, the original one oh. people got into that one. I, the second one, if it's still up, he put he just went security crazy and he just put up a lot of security. Yeah, I mean that definitely sounds like a liability though if he still owns it because it's glass. You know, if someone broke in and got cut or something, <laughs> like it was so it's just a yeah, it's just a hazard. And I don't like why would you want to live in that? None of it makes sense, but. I know we're coming towards the end of the show, Jim. So are there any websites, upcoming interviews, or events you would like to mention? Uh, no, I'm, I'm just out right now just, you know, doing my my thing right now, hoping to find, you know, uh, another ghost um, thing, something, you know, like like any explorer, you want to find that great evidence. You want to capture something amazing. But, uh, Absolutely. I, uh, yeah. So I don't have any events coming up, you know, or anything like that. Uh, even though I've, I've done a lot of weird New Jersey, um, like outside of New Jersey, a lot of people don't know much about me, and I have a, a plethora of knowledge, you know, a lot of interesting things, a lot of interesting subjects, you know. Um, yeah, I could go on and on for hours. Wow. Yeah, I mean, no, all oh. of your stories are amazing, though. So um, yeah. I do want to thank you so much for coming on today. It's been great talking to you. Okay. The show goes yeah, you know, I'll, I'll send you a so message. And uh, there's other subjects that I'd love to talk about. And, you know, when you have a show that you want to talk about, uh, we'll maybe come back and talk about it. Absolutely. Oh, You're always welcome back on. All right. Thanks, it's Jim. been great. It's a lot of fun. I'm I'm glad that I get you know my experiences out there because I've been doing it for over 20 years. I'm kind of like this secret in in the whole paranormal urban exploring society. I'm like I didn't want to be a secret, but somehow I ended up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, no, thanks. I yeah, send me those links. And... Yeah, thanks so much. Yeah. Jim. Yeah. All right. Thanks. All right. Thanks, thanks. Jim. And, well, fantastic show today, Sophia. Definitely, Jim was such a great guest. I want to thank you all for listening. The show definitely would not be possible without all of you, and I will talk to you guys again next week. Bye.
and I found I, I went through and I found here too. Uh, yeah, for Jim Paris, everyone visit weirdnewjersey.com as well. But for Jim Paris, uh, P A R R I S on Facebook, uh, the TikTok with all his evidential captures too, as he goes through these locations, uh, truly bizarre locations. Uh, Ak- Akladama. Akladama 389. So it's Akladama389 on TikTok. Also, too, we have coming up middle-aged and creeped out podcast hosts Todd, Sean, and Nate. That's going to be next uh, weekend, the 20th. Psychic remote viewer and author Rick Wade will be returning to the program on the 27th. Also call in for your readings, too, with Rick as well. They're great. Televised psychic housewife of New Jersey, Intuitive April. You can call in during her show, too, immediately following. That's going to be on September 10th. So you don't want to miss any of these upcoming broadcasts. So like the ghost host Sophia Temporelli on LiveParanormal.com Facebook fan page to learn of the guests as we learn of them real time as we add them there, too. Great show, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Hi, this is Debbie at Sion Ghost Adventures. You're listening to The Ghost Host with your host, Sophia Temporelli, on LiveParanormal.com. God bless you all. for joining us on History FM Radio on LiveParanormal.com and History.fm. From paranormal to the unexplained history, it all happens here. Looking to enhance your radio experience? Participate in live interactive chat 24-7 with our radio show hosts and other like-minded people on www.liveparanormal.com. The only interactive social chat room supported by full interactive media. Stop by now and join in on the fun. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.